Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> Romans 15. Yes, what's yeah, I happening think, in it? Well, as we, as we just read it right now, we focused on the first half of the chapter, mm-hmm. really. So verse 1, um, I'm reading now the ESV, Bob's reading now the NIV. It says, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Do you want to read the NIV for us real quick as well? Is that okay? I do. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. That sounds exactly the same. Shoot. Each of us should (laughs) please his neighbor. What? uh, Maybe it's later on. I was reading it in different versions, and there was a significant difference. I didn't write it down. Well, this is a message version. Those of us who are strong and able in faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is the most convenient for us. Strength Mm. is not for service. Wait, wait, wait. I messed that up. Strength is is for service, not status. Mm. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us asking ourselves how can i help okay so thank you for that in order to understand what that is saying we're clicking on all cylinders here this is awesome um we have to understand first romans 14 yeah it's talking about helping with the weaklings because what's happening Mm -hmm. to the church in rome is there have been different food laws different ceremonial laws with food and drink and people can Mm -hmm. do this and people Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. do that and this was a stumbling block for for many people. Mm. They hadn't fully got their head around that they're able to eat certain foods. And as long as they're not dedicated to some demon or some Roman quote-unquote <laughs> right. god, you know, what Paul is saying is, no, you can do these things. But if they do cause you to stumble mm-hmm. and, and they cause you to, to, to fall on your faith and cause you to sin and start thinking about whatever, it's like, don't do it. Right. Abstain. So, So as you translate verse 1 here to us today— one of the questions I, I was asking myself is, what are like the the areas of weakness for people to sure. do? And what ways can we come alongside them? Because mm-hmm. here it's saying, if you're stronger in your faith, you have to come alongside people who might trip up on something that's probably mm. trivial and help them. Mm. And one of the things, um, I was talking to someone who's in, in therapy, and, and one of the things their therapist said to them was, like, pain is relative. To me, mm. it, it might be... Uh, stubbing my toe is a 10 out of 10. When you stub your toe, yeah. it's a it's a, a 4 out of 10 totally on, on my me, on my metric scale. Sure. The, the point is that people are affected by different things differently. Yeah. And so just because something might not be a big deal to me, it could be a huge deal to somebody else. Yeah. And so I have to be mm. mindful to come alongside them and say, hey, let, let me gently walk with you. So here's an example that has happened recently. Someone is really, really, really caught up on this whole question of, can I lose my faith? Sure. They love Jesus. They're in the church. They're showing up. And they're really bogged down by this question. So for me, I got to come alongside them and gently say, the fact that you are even worried about this question proves Hmm. that you really love the Lord. Like, this is important to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it wasn't important to you, if he wasn't important to you, this question wouldn't bother you. And so I, you could, I could come at them and say, come on, knucklehead, like, stop asking such a silly question. Sure. Whatever. But it's come alongside them. Yeah. Um, do you have any other examples? Well, 
Yeah, we talked about like the idea of legalism. That's a little bit of kind of what's going on in chapter 14 too. Is like, oh, I don't want to become unclean. So I have to make sure that I do mm. all of these rituals Following right. Rules. And I don't eat anything that has any kind of, you know, pork or whatever. And so in today too, it's kind of the same thing. Whoopsie. Um, you know, if, if I don't do these things, if I'm not in church, you know, if I'm not all these things are good things. Like if I'm not reading my Bible, if I'm not praying, you know, then I'm not pleasing to God if I'm not doing these things. And that's like Clark said, just another entry point where you get to walk alongside someone um, and say, Hey, you know, actually, um, you know, we're pleasing to God because God has decided we're pleasing to him. Mm -hmm. And then we do these things. Christ in you. (laughs) We do these things. Um, just out of worship for him and adoration for him. And so, or, or, I mean, I want to offer this to you too. Maybe you're someone that's having these questions. Um, go ask them, mm-hmm. don't shove them down, yeah. ask someone and say, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, pastor, elder, yeah. Bible study leader. A- another example that has come up recently is someone transitioning from Catholicism to the Christian church. Mm-hmm. And the idea that like baptism and you have to baptize the infant in sure. order for them to be saved. Mm-hmm. And they're really um, worked up by because that's all they knew. Mm. And so I guess had had the opportunity to sit down with them and explain, like, here's what, I guess, at least at Emmanuel Reformed Church, with the church kind of historically, we this is what we believe about baptism. Sure. Like, it's not a salvation issue. So whether this child gets baptized or not is not going to determine, like, their eternal destiny. Mm. Um, and at the same time, I'm going to come alongside you and accommodate because if you cannot get over this, then you know what? We'll gladly baptize this child for for you and with you. We just want to continue to go back to Scripture. Same thing with praying. And who do you pray to? Do you pray to God? Do you pray to Mary? Like at Emmanuel Reformed Church, we're following the Scriptures. We believe we pray to God. We talk to God. He talks to us. That's not something we shame anybody with, but we come alongside them when if that is all they know, that change right. might be a huge deal to them. And so... Again, that, that metric scale of a big deal to us might not be a big deal to somebody else or vice versa. Mm. Paul is saying here, we have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak or people who might be at a different place in their spiritual journey. So I guess for you listening, mm-hmm. think about who's in your life and who is God bringing to your mind that you need to come alongside and encourage and bless and help out. So, wow, that's a lot good. with just verse one. I know. Yeah. Oops. That's right. Look at verse two, you know? How many verses are, are in this chapter? We could do this in a couple hours. Well, uh, verse 33, 33 but right, we're so only talking about Just hang on All here. Right, verse two says, Let us each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. And the next beginning of the next verse says, For Christ did not please himself, but as it's written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. This is when we might need the NIV or the message version. <laughs> Let's do all these again. Let's do every translation we have. (laughs) Verse 2. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Verse 3. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Mm. Translation. This is my own translation. Please. Don't modify the gospel to appease somebody. How'd you get there? yeah yeah, we're trying to we're trying to please our neighbor Mm. but without compromising the faith yeah because what jesus christ did jesus christ Mm. didn't seek to please himself he didn't seek to you know Mm -hmm. drop the get out of jail free card yeah he 
he spoke truth. He spoke mm-hmm. truth graciously. Yeah. And so I think mm. for us, there's a temptation to modify the gospel to maybe get out of awkward situations. Oh, uh, sure. Awkward encounters at times. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at the party and people are throwing them back and they're saying this or that. And you've got a relationship with somebody and they're talking about the Lord or Lord's name in vain or church, whatever. And there's an opportunity for you to actually stand up and say like, hey, here's actually what I believe and why. Or mm. if you have a relationship with somebody, to actually discuss with them, mm. hey, man, like, here's what we believe about the gospel, about Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so I guess for me, I have I have a couple people in mind that I'm really proud of. They've mm-hmm. done a phenomenal job. One person just coming to, really coming to truly follow the Lord for the first time ever. And in doing so, um, I was talking to him about what it means to be a Jesus when he committed his life to Christ last week. And if you were a fly on the wall, you would have thought that I was trying to talk him out of being a Christian. So (laughs) there's a temptation to say, all right, man, you have to repent and believe and you're good. I'm like, dude, no, you actually got to repent of this, this, and this. And you need to go repent to specific people in his life and say, you owe it to them, but you owe it to the Lord. And trust me, folks, it was a really difficult conversation, but it was one that had to happen. Mm. It'd been really easy to go, yeah, you're in. Don't worry about it. Just bury that stuff and let's just keep going. Just bury it. <laughs> don't bury it. Don't bury it. Oh, and so, man. Again, I'm not sure where you're at, but even when it gets to be uncomfortable and situations can be awkward, mm-hmm. God has placed you in people's lives for a reason. And um, Yeah, I, w- I do want to read the message version before we transition because it's really, it, it is helpful. Like Clark just said, God has placed you in people's lives for a reason that is a uh, lifting in the spirit for me. That's exactly what Jesus did. This is the beginning of verse three in the message version. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled is the way the scriptures put it. Even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us today. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in scripture to become characterized in us, keeping us alert. And so like Clark said, like um, it says back in here, by a, he didn't just avoid people's troubles. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want the miracle. We don't want the mess. We want like we just want you guys to you know, buck up and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. And it's like, oh no, when I'm going through something, you know, when I'm in the middle of a big question or a mess, like, like oh my goodness, how desperate am I, you know, for someone to, to reach in and just walk with me in it, you know, and then we can journey it and get to that miracle. I mm-hmm. get to it on the other side. But yeah, yeah that's not, that's not what she just did. He enters into the mess. And yeah. here, here's the yeah. la- one of the last things we'll say today is Please. as you look to verse five, this is why Paul chose these words specifically. He gives a blessing to the reader and he says, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together with you, that you may with one voice glorify the God of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, and God does, I don't remember other times in the Bible him talking about the God of endurance and encouragement. I feel like it's always hope, love, joy, and peace. Yeah. Not endurance. Mm. Why did he choose the word endurance? Well, if you go back yeah. to verses one and two, you're dealing with people who are struggling and stumbling, and that can be exhausting. That can be tiring. That can be annoying. I don't know what word you'd use to describe it. And then the second thing we just talked about in verse two of like entering into potentially awkward situations and entering into the mess of somebody else's life. Yeah. You're going to need endurance. 
you're going to need encouragement. And the good thing, <laughs> yeah. God is a God who provides encouragement and endurance mm-hmm. because we need them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We're done. We are we got to wrap this thing up. Last one. What? Verse 7. <laughs> no. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. <laughs> we got to give you the old, the age-old line, come as you are, but you can't stay as you are. Like, mm. Welcome each other just as Christ welcomed you. Christ welcomed you, and he took you just as you are. He knows everything you thought, you've said, you've done, and he came to you still. He's relentlessly pursued you. But as we come to Christ, all of us got to re- re- realize when we come to Christ, we can come as we are, but we cannot stay as we are. Pick up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Lay down your life for others. That's what Christ did for us. That's what he calls us to. And so whatever our hurt or our habit or our hang-up is, give it to the Lord. The God of endurance and encouragement is going to be with you. He's placed you in the lives of other people for a reason. Thanks for listening, you guys. If you are around um, our area or you need a church to belong to, come join us at worship on Sunday at 9, 1030, noon, or 6 p.m. Um, or online. We would love to see you there. God bless you. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. He'll make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.